Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome to Fertility Ed Podcast. This is your host Manali Hirani. In my previous episode, I talked about starting an Instagram live session. I hope you have followed us on Instagram and have enjoyed live session. If not, you can still go on Instagram and watch live session on IGTV. It is really useful and interesting. As I cannot give all the information via podcast because I upload only two episodes a week and I feel it's not enough. I need I want to give you all much more information. That's the reason I started Instagram live session. So do not miss any episode because each and every episode is useful and I'm sure it will give you so much of information and knowledge. Like yesterday, it was our first live session in which we talked about the effect of gut microbiome on uh, PCOS, preterm labor, miscarriages, like people who suffer recurrent miscarriages and implantation failure. Though I am going to do the entire episode on it, but I also want you to watch that live. So this was all about it. Every week we are going to meet different specialists from all around the world and discuss interesting topics and ways to boost your fertility health. So this is the time to just go on Instagram, follow us and watch our live sessions and do not miss any episode of live sessions and of our podcast. Okay. Now let's begin with our regular podcast. So today's episode is all about OHSS. which is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome when you begin your journey of increasing process or ivf process i'm sure i would say i hope that you are mentally being prepared for what is coming before the retrieval well it is lots and lots and lots of shot but not everybody is fully prepared for what comes after egg retrieval well this is what we are going to talk about We are going to talk about ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. Not all are aware about OHHS. This ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome is quite a long name. That's the reason I'm going to use the acronym, which is OHSS. Okay, so not all are aware about ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, or not all are warned about its symptoms. Now they don't know that it would keep them bedridden in absolute physical agony for more than 2 weeks after the procedure. And sometimes symptoms are so bad that they would need to arrange for someone to care for them. And today's episode is all what you had wish to know all about OHSS. 
including its most unsettling potential consequences and causes and preventions and what are the kinds of symptoms what how likely are you uh, in the risk of developing ohs and all about it so let's start with the basic what is ohss ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome is a condition specific to assisted reproductive technology such as egg freezing or ivf ivf process or if you are going for egg donation well it occurs in a, some patients after their ovaries are stimulated by the by the injectable medications known as gonadotropins some people don't know what are the gonadotropins so they are being because they are being sold by the brand names um, such as folistam or menopol which are prescribed as a part of egg retrieval process for all patients i but before that i hope you have heard my previous episode of step by step process of ivf if not then do hear it because i have posted the link to that episode in the show notes or description below if you have heard that episode you might be knowing that what is an egg retrieval process like what other process included in ivf among which egg retrieval is the start of the ivf treatment okay so before the egg retrieval process there are lots and lots of shots and uh, injections given uh, gonadotropin which helps it helps to stimulate ovaries to produce more eggs so on the retrieval day we get as many eggs healthy eggs possible and so after the ovulation your ovaries produce a substance called vegf which is vascular endothelial growth factor now you don't have to remember the name but you just have to understand the concept behind it now this vegf has been suggested to be responsible for this ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome which is what exactly mean is it can cause the fluid to leak into the abdomen the most stimulated your ovaries are by the gonadotropins during the retrieval process the more vegf results this can lead to ohss which is also we called you know as an excess of free fluid around your organs so if they say that ohss is simply as ovaries become swollen and painful while it's not quite accurate because not only do the ovaries become swollen and painful but they keep producing fluid possibly to the point that it would fill a follicle in extreme cases like in the post retrieval the fluid does not remain contained in ovary but seeps into the third space of a person's abdominal cavity it collects in the abdomen and as it does it draws more fluid from the body leaving a person with ohss as a risk as a serious risk for dehydration now not all ohss ohss is the same in fact there are three separate classifications might some might have mild symptoms some might have moderate symptoms and some might have severe symptoms so according to these symptoms ohss is classified into mild moderate or severe now what is this exact cause of ohss well the cause of ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome isn't fully understood but there is a theory that having a high level of human chorionic gonadotropin which is hcg a hormone which is usually produced during pregnancy now ovarian blood vessels react abnormally to this hcg and begin to leak fluid this fluid swells the ovaries and sometimes the large amount move into the abdomen Now, during the fertility treatment hcg may be given as a trigger 
so that mature follicle will release its egg. Now, OHSS usually happens within a week after you receive an HCG injection. If you become pregnant during a treatment, during the, that treatment of cycle, OHSS may worsen as your body begins producing its own HCG in response to pregnancy. Now, injectable fertility medication are more likely to cause OHSS than its treatment with uh, clomiphene, or some might call it clomid, which is a medication given as a pill you take by the mouth. Occasionally, this ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome occurs spontaneously, not related to fertility treatment, but that's a rare case. So how likely is it that you're going to get OHSS? Well, you're most likely to get OHSS if you're preparing for an in vitro fertilization or any other fertility treatment such as um, Zift or uh, egg donation or just for egg freezing. It can also cause uh, these treatment also because it is basically linked to an egg retrieval and all of these treatments have egg retrieval process. There have only been a few recorded incidents of people developing o OHSS without taking fertility treatment. Symptoms usually start in the week after egg collection. So about like one in three women having IVF treatment develop mild symptoms of OHSS. While it's only natural to worry that mild OHSS doesn't usually require a stay in hospital and will only last for a few days. But the moderate form of OHSS affects one in 25 women undergoing IVF. And severe cases is like what? One, one or two in hundred. So if you're planning to donate your eggs, or your risk of OHSS are similar to those who are undergoing IVF treatment. Or um, say in IUI, but in IUI you don't get it because usually physicians use a lower dose of fertility drugs than IVF. So the risk is lower. And it's also very rare for a mild fertility drugs such as chromiphene to cause OHSS. It's really rare. But based on the research that has been done, there are definitely some things that will put a patient or a donor at a high risk of developing OHSS. Starting with number one is if you're having high enter follicle count or if you're having high AMH levels or if you're having high estradiol levels or if you have a history of PCOS, uh, you have taken human chorionic gonadotropin trigger shot which probably your ovaries will uh, overreact to that trigger. And uh, if physicians have used aggressive stimulation aimed to produce a high number of eggs. So because of these, you might be at a high risk of developing OHSS. And along with that, you know, if you are under 30 and if you have had history of OHSS before, if you have undergone any fertility treatment, then also if you are at high risk. So if you have a high risk of developing OHSS, make sure your fertility specialist may suggest an adjustment to your proposed treatment. They may recommend a lower starting dose of hormones. However, your specialist will uh, discuss and it, will order, it all depends on individual circumstances. But if you get pregnant as a result of the fertility treatment, this will increase your risk of OHSS, especially if it's a multiple pregnancy. However, 
your clinic will keep an close eye on you throughout your treatment and your specialist will be happy to answer your questions so make sure you ask them okay now let's talk about the symptoms i hope so far you've understood what is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome it's a syndrome which occurs uh, when your ovaries are hyperstimulated uh, because of your, because your ovaries are hyperstimulated they also develop a fluid which sneaks out from ovaries to abdomen and fills the abdomen with that fluid which can cause you a couple of symptoms and what are that symptoms let's look into that so we have classified the symptoms into not we but generally it has been classified into mild moderate and severe now starting with mild ohss now mild ohss is actually the expected sign of a successful retrieval cycle yes its symptoms include a bit of free fluid in the abdomen and slightly enlarged ovaries both of which results in some mild bloating if people don't get a little swollen or have a little bit fluid after the retrieval it means you have got like very very few eggs out of them uh many physicians believe that some may not but this is considered as one of the good sign now with mild to moderate ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome symptoms can include um some mild abdominal pain or abdominal bloating increased in waist size like that's temporary okay nausea vomiting diarrhea tenderness in the areas of your ovaries but all of these is manageable but if you have a moderate ohss which is much less common it occurs in just about say, 3 to 5% of cycles moderate ohss presents as a slightly more free fluid in the abdomen and larger ovaries than uh, would be found in a mild case so instead of week to get back to normal it might takes uh, two weeks to get back to normal but for severe ohss which occurs in what in like just 1 to 2% of cycles severe ohss presents so much free fluid that you know the crucial bodily functions is uh, affected such as eating or using bathroom are hindered in some cases when fluid accumulates around organs such as heart and lungs breathing is also obstructed and can be fatal in rarest rare condition so with severe ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome you might get symptoms like rapid weight gain which is um, probably uh, you will you will gain what 2 uh, pounds like 1 kg in 24 hours uh severe abdominal pain severe persistent uh, nausea and vomiting blood clots decreased urination shortness of breath um tight or enlarged abdomen so these are severe uh, symptoms of ohss now since severe ov- ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome is uncommon but can be life threatening and there can be many complications uh no ma- could occur during having the severe ohss because now let's look into that what are the risk factors of egg retrieval now egg retrieval is a delicate science fertility physicians usually try and stimulate enough to optimize egg yield but not to overstimulate as to greatly increase the patient's risk for ohss in other words like too little medication and procedure will not be worth its cost in yield and if too much then ohss can result so each individual body 
um, reacts differently to the process. And this is why patients are required to go in for blood work day after day during these short uh, portions of the program, like you know, before the aggregate trial when you're taking shots. And doctors need to know exactly what their patients' bodies are doing at every step of the way. So as to strike the perfect balance of the successful retrieval and just medications and whatever it is to be done to avoid the risk of OHSs. Given that individuals respond differently and sometimes unpredictably to the retrieval protocol, there's no way to guarantee a patient that severe OHSs won't happen to them. Now, how to identify and treat OHSs? That's important. Now, if you've seen to gain weight, significant weight, okay, in the days following your aggregate trial and have difficulty moving, eating and drinking, using a bathroom or breathing, then you should call your fertility specialist and make an appointment ASAP to be evaluated. Because if the fertility doctor feels it is an indicator that he may recommend IV fluids or admission to the hospital or procedure to drain the excess fluid that can accumulate in the abdomen. And oftentimes, there is a drug uh, that has been prescribed, which is, um, I think, capergoline, which will be prescribed to those at risk of uh, for OHSS. Uh, taken for about a week after a travel, it's meant to help to shrink ovaries, whatever it is. If you feel any of these things, like, you know, rapidly significant increase in weight gain or difficulty moving, eating or going to the bathroom, please speak to your fertility specialist ASAP so they can manage your symptoms. So the other thing is, you know, how can you prevent beforehand, you know, uh, from developing over ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome? Well, you will need an individualized plan for your fertility medication. Now, expect your doctor to carefully monitor each treatment cycle, including frequent ultrasounds to check the development of follicles and blood tests to check your hormone levels. Strategies to help prevent OHS include maybe adjusting medications or adding more medications or coasting like you know if your estrogen level is high or you have a large number of developed follicles your doctor may have you stop or injectable medications or avoid using an hcg trigger shot because ohss often develops after an hcg trigger shot is given alternatively uh, to hcg trigger have been developed uh, using which is uh, gonadotropin agonists such as Lupron, uh, which we call as Luprolide, as a way to prevent or limit your OHSs. Your physician must be knowing all of these to help you prevent it. And lastly, you can also freeze your embryos. So if you're going and uh, if you're undergoing IVF and all the follicles, mature and mature, may be removed from your ovaries to reduce the chance of OHSs. Yes. Mature follicles are fertilized and frozen and your ovaries are allowed to rest and then you can resume the IVF process in the later date when your body is ready. And trust me, it's a really good thing to do. So instead of directly jumping into the embryo transfer, get your embryo freezed and you can uh, you can make sure that your body is again fit and fine to uh, conceive a baby or you know to hold a baby. And that's probably a best thing to do and I think there's a study done which says, you know, it also gives out it also gives out a better success rate. So this was all the prevention um, to be taken. But uh, to be honest, there's nothing to be taken from your end. It's more uh, about your fertility doctor. So finding a fertility doctor who gives you all the information 
and who is friendly enough to discuss with you all the options and tell you the protocols and what he should be doing it's really important my subsequent advice would be not to treat egg retrieval as a casual procedure because well it's not a casual procedure okay instead equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible and ask your too busy fertility doctor every single question you have because it's really important that they pay attention to your blood work and make sure you have a contingency plan so this is all for today i have given all the required information that you should be having for ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome so if you are going for any fertility treatment such as ivf iui um, egg donation or egg freezing make sure make make sure that you have your equipped with knowledge and you have speak, you have spoke to your doctor about it so this is all for today thank you so much for listening to me uh, again don't forget to go on instagram and uh, do watch the live session don't forget to rate subscribe and review this podcast i hope today's uh, episode was a little bit helpful to you and i have give, tried my best to give out the best information i'll be back next time with another interesting episode and one more thing in the upcoming instagram live session we are going to talk about the the effect of acupuncture and herbal medicine in your fertility journey even that's going to be interesting so don't miss that episode thank you so much for listening stay healthy stay fertile see you soon bye bye so this is all i have for you today hope you enjoyed take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening i would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews feedback suggestions and questions if you have any I would love to hear from you so you can drop us an email on info@fertilityed.com you can also follow me on instagram facebook and youtube on the name of fertility ed i would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives be it girls or boys it doesn't matter just spread the word and awareness and yeah don't forget to subscribe see you next time until then stay fertile stay healthy bye bye